Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome. Welcome to Warriors Wrap Up. Randolph Curry takes another three. It's up and good! He's got 62! On 95-7, the game. Pass to Wiseman off the pick and he flies in for a dunk. Jam! Oh, by Oubre! He caught it right at the restricted area and slammed it home with a left hand. Here's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. Randall on the jog and a technical foul and Draymond Green has been tossed. He was yelling at Wiseman. Draymond saying, hey, I was yelling it at Wiseman, not the official. That's what all the Warriors are saying. Yeah, that's what the Warriors were saying and that's what Draymond Green was saying and Tom was all over it along with Tim earlier here on 95.7 The Game. We welcome you in to Warriors Wrap-Up. John Dickinson flying solo here on a Thursday night, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570 as the Warriors lose to the Knicks, 119-104, so Golden State, their two-game mini winning streak is stopped, and the Warriors now are 8-7 and seven, uh, on the season as they'll take on the Jazz coming up on Saturday. Uh, that was the key turning point uh, in this ballgame. The Warriors found themselves trailing by nine at the end of the first quarter. They were down by 11 in the first half, but had rallied to tie the game uh, at 55 uh, just before halftime, and then it was an 8-2 run for the Knicks in the closing couple of minutes of the first half, and Draymond Green on that play that we uh, ran for you there at the beginning of the show, ejected there for his second technical foul, and uh, Tom was all over it with Draymond yelling at James Wiseman. Uh, there was just a turnover on the other end of the floor. Draymond tried to throw a pass to Wiseman that was broken up by Nerland's Noel, and Draymond, uh, after reviewing it and the replays and, and watching it back, Draymond yelling, come on, man, come on, man, bleep that, bleep that, uh, to Wiseman, his teammate, uh, coming back uh, down the floor as the Knicks were bringing the ball up and uh, John Butler uh, tossed Draymond Green from the ball game right there. Mentioned it wound up being an 8-2 run for the Knicks. They'd be up six at the half. And then the second half, completely different. The Warriors' defense collapsed again. Unable to get really into any kind of a flow in the second half where the Warriors without Draymond Green. A lot of fouls, an ugly game. Just fouls galore both ways. And Steve Kerr was as heated and upset as, as I've heard him in a long time with respect to not the Draymond Green ejection, although we will hear the explanation from Steve Kerr that he received from the officiating crew at halftime. Uh, that coming up here in just a moment. But upset with his team's defense and inability to 
not foul uh, while defending. So we're going to hear all of that coming up here right now, but we will open up the phone lines at 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. If you want to weigh in uh, with your thoughts on this one, the Draymond Green ejection uh, or the Warriors uh, lost to the Knicks here tonight, 119-104. to 104. Without further ado, though, let's go ahead and hear. Uh, typically, we save some of the Steve Kerr sound for later on in the program, but there's a lot of newsy stuff here uh, to go around right off the top of the show. Uh, so let, let's hear from Steve Kerr first off on what happened and what he was told at halftime uh, regarding the Draymond Green ejection uh, by the officiating crew. Uh, yeah, at halftime, then uh, uh, Taylor came out and told me that uh, it was a mistake that uh, he didn't realize that uh, that uh, John Butler didn't realize that Draymond was yelling at his teammate. He thought he was yelling at him. So there you have it. There you have it. A, a, a blatant mistake by the official John Butler, who in an empty arena, it, it's it's not difficult to understand how that could could maybe happen. Uh, but I also think in an empty arena, if you're an official, you got to give the player the benefit of the doubt there. You just have to give the player, especially one that already has a technical foul, you got to give him the benefit of the doubt there. And I think Draymond's reputation, unfortunately for him, caught up with him because the young official, John Butler, was in a in a situation where he was looking for it. He, he was looking for Draymond Green, who had already picked up a technical foul early in the game, to be yelling or complaining about something. So when he heard the language, and again, after going back and, and, and really watching it, come on, man, come on, man, bleep that, bleep that, uh, Draymond uh, following the, the turnover, uh, trying to throw the entry pass to, to James Wiseman, uh, Butler thought it was directed at him, and Butler hits Draymond with the technical, but the explanation uh, after the ball game from Ben Taylor, uh, and, and um, incredible, really, when you think about it. For Steve Kerr to relay at halftime, the official coming in and saying, hey, we, we made a mistake on that call. Draymond Green shouldn't have been ejected, uh, shouldn't have received a technical foul. Uh, pretty remarkable when you look at it uh, in, in this day and age, and pretty unfortunate uh, for the Warriors uh, because – they were in a position where they were going to feel pretty good about where they were <laughs> overall, to be perfectly honest, uh, at halftime after they had dug a hole, gave up 40 points in that first quarter, had fought their way back, had clawed their way back into the game uh, to tie it. Uh, but then Draymond gets tossed and the little mini run at the end of the half for the Knicks. And then everything just collapsed on the Warriors uh, in the second half without Draymond Green. And they go on to lose this one 119 to 104. So Golden State now 8 and 7 overall. 8 at 8, 957, 957, 0. 957, 957, Steve Kerr also, uh, after the ball game, addressed that impact that I was just talking about of Draymond Green's absence? Well, I mean, obviously, Draymond is, uh, you know, one of our best and most impactful players. So uh, it hurt us, but we were playing very poorly to that point uh, anyway. So um, I'm not going to talk about the officiating. I'm going to talk about our, our poor play. And, and Steve Kerr was, as I mentioned off the top of the show, as frustrated, as upset as I've heard him in a long time uh, with that poor play. 
Uh, and he went in really on his team in this postgame Zoom session. Uh, here's more of the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, on the poor play and on all the fouling. Uh, mindless reaching, mindless decision making defensively. I mean, we, you know, we've got a, a very long and athletic uh, team, and we've got an opportunity to be very good defensively. I've been touting our defense, uh, especially since Draymond came back. But play after play, you got um, you know guards getting into the paint, and you know instead of having to shoot a floater over James Wiseman or Draymond Green, we're just hacking guys uh, from behind right across the wrist as if we're gonna uh, get a steal or something. So we're just totally undisciplined defensively. Undisciplined defensively, and, and again, Steve Kerr spent the majority of this press conference going in on uh, the the undisciplined nature of his team, and, and he took it even a step further. Uh, each one of these uh, sound bites just plays on the next sound bite. Here's more on the undisciplined defense. We, we just foul constantly. Um, you can't win. We're, we're dead last in the league in fouls, I think, and free throw attempts allowed. Um, and you can't win games when you just foul, foul, foul. You're, you're constantly having to bring the ball up out of the net after the team shooting free throws. You can't build any rhythm at all. We had four fouls in the first 55 seconds of the fourth quarter. So we are who we are. And I, I obviously have to do a better job. We're undisciplined and uh, we've got to find a way to defend without fouling, obviously. Yeah, and that's something that the Warriors in the games that they've struggled in, there, there's really been two themes. Uh, the Warriors have struggled uh, to shoot the basketball in, in the games that they've lost. They've, tr- they've struggled to score the basketball in the games that they've lost, but it's also been uh, shoddy defense with, with a lot of fouling and a lot of undisciplined play. And I think, look, Steve Kerr is, is taking tonight – to draw a little bit of a line in the sand with his basketball team. He looks at this team right now, and I think overall he thinks they're in a pretty good place, although he did address that in another cut that we'll get to here momentarily uh, where he feels this team is right now at, at 8 and 7 and, and the prospect for how good they can be moving forward. But I, I feel like Steve Kerr's drawing a line in the sand tonight, and he's saying, look, we're not going to complain about the Draymond Green ejection as weak as it was for him to, to get the technical foul that he received for yelling at his teammate. Uh, we're not going to focus on the offense tonight on a night where the Warriors shoot 38% and only hit 9 of 38 from three-point range and and hitting just under 24% uh, from three-point range. Uh, Not going to focus on the ugly nature of the game that it was played on the Knicks' terms with a Tom Thibodeau style of of grinded-out, physical, defensive-minded basketball. He's taking the opportunity tonight to really make the point to his team that if the Warriors are going to compete and the Warriors are going to contend and the Warriors are going to be the best version of themselves that they can possibly be, then they have to figure out how to defend and be closer to that that top 10 level defense. And the only way they can do it is if they can use their their body type, use their skill set, use their athleticism to their advantage and do it without fouling, being a more disciplined 
defensive team. So I think it's it's interesting on a night where you could make the case. We've talked about it a lot on Warriors Live. We've talked a lot about it on Warriors Wrap-Up, how the Warriors to this point don't really have a bad loss. I'm not sure if I want to put tonight in that category. If you beg to differ, feel free to chime in at 888-957-9570. Uh, given the circumstances, the Knicks now have won three consecutive ball games. They're a 500 team that, that's playing pretty well under Tom Thibodeau. The Warriors overall, I think, like where they're at at eight and seven. Would you categorize this as a bad loss? I think what it's all said and done, uh, if the Knicks wind up being closer to the team that that most people expect them to be, uh, I think we may look back and say this is a, a bad loss considering how well the Warriors uh, have played of late, considering the fact that just a couple of nights ago they were able to go into Los Angeles and, and come back from 19 down to beat the defending champion Lakers, considering the fact that they've blown out teams like Portland and rallied from 22 down against the Clippers and 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 had real buttoned-up performances against some of the middling teams in the NBA, uh, like last night uh, against San Antonio. Uh, but really, uh, tonight is one that I think will go down as a little bit of a slip-up, but I, I think it's also an interesting night for Steve Kerr to make the point that he's trying to make. No excuses. Let's try to control the things that we can control as a basketball team uh, and, and focus on uh, the the things that have to be done to put the the imprint uh, on this team that he wants and has said from day one that he wants them to have, which is that that top flight ability uh, to defend. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570, Warriors wrap up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson with you here until 11 o'clock. Uh, the Knicks beat the Warriors in an ugly one at Chase Center 119 to 104. All of the fouls uh, in this ball game, 55 of them. Uh, as I look at the uh, box score uh, in this one, just a, an ugly, ugly uh, affair as the Knicks uh, come into Chase Center and beat the Warriors. Let, let, let's hear a little bit more from Steve Kerr here, uh, and he addressed just where this team is at uh, again, and and some strong, strong words uh, about his team tonight. Generally, we play hard, and I love our guys' effort. But, you know, I told them the other day that it's hard to win in this league night after night on talent and emotion. You can't count on that. There's going to be nights where you go nine for 38 from the three-point line. Um, And there's going to be nights when you're tired and you're on the second night of a back-to-back and you don't have the same juice. And so the way to win those games is by executing taking good shots, having good defensive balance, uh, defending without fouling, rebounding, being solid. So we are not that team yet. So I'm hopeful that we can get there. But right now we are, uh, as I said, dead last in the league in free throws allowed, fouls, rebounds. So we are not a solid team. We're, uh, we can be a good team, but we have a long way to go. And, and I think you know, Steve Kerr, again, is is really trying to use where the Warriors are at overall because they're, they're at a point where they're almost tantalizingly close from being able to separate. If they can, if they can button up a few things offensively, if they can unlock a couple of things defensively and just be a little bit more consistent, I, I think there's a level uh, that they can get to that, that maybe we haven't quite seen uh, you know, or wouldn't have believed could have been true a couple of weeks ago. 
Uh, but it really is going to be on on the Warriors and, and their ability to hone in and, and be a little bit more of a disciplined team in, in so many of the ways that, that have plagued the Warriors at times, even when they were dominant, even when they were uh, going to NBA Finals and contending for NBA championships. A lot of the times it was sloppy, careless turnovers, uh, sloppy defense, maybe not being fully uh, engaged, although I think that hasn't necessarily been a problem for this team. I think a big part of the reason why the Warriors' record is what it is is the fact that, for the most part, they have been consistently uh, engaged. But but tonight was a night where uh, they weren't really defensively in the first quarter. The Knicks, uh, a team that typically doesn't score a lot of points or shoot it that well from the outside, did shoot it well in the first quarter, and the game just got off on a bad foot, and it was played very much uh, on the Knicks' terms, and they go on to win it 119-104. to uh, We'll have comments from Draymond Green coming up as he did speak with uh, Mark Spears of the Undefeated uh, on the ejection. We will also hear more from Steve Kerr and Andrew Wiggins as well. Uh, but we can continue uh, to, to hand the phone number out at 888-957-9570 if you want to weigh in on this one. Pretty weak ejection overall, but uh, Steve Kerr choosing to focus on uh, other aspects of this ball game, uh, other than that, uh, as the Warriors see their record dip to eight and seven. Warriors wrap up here at 95.7. The game will pause. We'll come back. Your phone call straight ahead uh, as uh, we keep it locked right here on 95.7. The game. Quickly front court Curry spinning on the far wing on Peyton. Throws to Draymond. Back door Curry the cut behind the back to Draymond. In rhythm above the break three and he rattled that one home. How about the pass? <laughs> I mean, Steph was going away from Draymond behind his back and oh. hit him right in the money spot. With his offhand. Yep. Now, back to Warriors Wrap Up with John Dickinson on 95.7 The Game. That's right, John Dickinson with you until 11 o'clock. Knicks beat the Warriors 119-104. to Draymond Green knocked out a three. Draymond Green also had eight first-half assists in 17 minutes before he was ejected for picking up his second technical foul uh, late in the first half. Uh, the officials later uh, went on to tell Steve Kerr at halftime, we played the cut for you at the top of the show, uh, Ben Taylor coming to Steve Kerr and, and telling Steve that uh, the official, uh, John Butler, thought that Draymond was yelling at him and not at James Wiseman, who uh, Draymond was, in fact, yelling at uh, after a turnover as Draymond Green was trying to hit James Wiseman with a pass that was stolen by Nerlens Noel. Uh, so the officials all over the mistake uh, following this one, uh, but Draymond was ejected for that second technical foul, and uh, the Warriors go on to lose this one 119 to 104. 888-957-9570. That's where law-abiding citizen checks in here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Law-abiding citizen, you're on 95.7 The Game. What up, J.D.? Um, sorry, I actually, I actually lost my voice uh, in the last game screaming at Kevon Looney for every time he gets the ball hit in his chest and he's not ready for the bunny under the basket. But anyways, um, tonight... I hate to be that guy, but the refs had such a huge impact on the game. Like, it was just, like, it was egregious. Like, aside from the technical on Draymond, like, it was, like, every single play, we were, you know, we're getting whistle-whipped. And 
I think it was, I think, I forget the stat, it was like 48 free throws in the first half or something like that. Like, that, that is, like, undeniable, and I hope they, like, review, the NBA reviews this game. But anyways, uh, great show as always. I'm out here sipping the Gold Bar Whiskey, fellas. And uh, I was wondering, I've been watching all of the Elevate Your Tailgates. JD, are they going to feature you on that show? Uh, yeah, at, at some point, uh, actually, I, I, I'll be honest with you, Law Abiding Citizen, the, the, the place that I live, I don't, I don't currently have a grill. So I would have had to have gone to somebody else's place to, to use their grill, and we just haven't been able to figure out the logistics of it yet. Full disclosure there. Because <laughs> I've got a, I, I've, I live in a building in, in, in the East Bay, and I've got a balcony, and I, I don't have a lot of room for a grill. So I am a griller, but I, 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 don't, I don't have a grill at the, at the, current, uh, at the current palace of, of J.D., their law-abiding citizen. But we're working through that. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 888-957-9570. We appreciate uh, the call there tonight. Uh, look, it was a it was a rough game in in terms of it was it was a tightly called game. Uh, there wound up being 80 free throws combined between the two teams, 41 of them for the Knicks, 39 of them for the Warriors in this one. Uh, and it was a game where the Knicks want to be physical and they want to they want to muck the game up and they want to they want to clog the paint. And they want to hack and scratch and, and claw and, and be in attack mode. And, and the Warriors at times have had trouble. Uh, have had trouble not fouling. And, and and I think all of those things caught up with Golden State uh in the ball game tonight. Uh and it just made for it made for an ugly affair. The game, as I mentioned in the first segment, was basically played on the Knicks terms and the Warriors just uh you know, they they didn't they couldn't loosen it up. It, it felt like they were starting to loosen the game up toward the end of the first half when they came from 11 down to tie it at 55. But then uh, the last couple of minutes of the second half, to, or, or the second quarter rather, were, were the story of the game. It, it was that, that little mini run for the Knicks uh, coupled with the Draymond Green ejection. And the Warriors, it looked like, were going to maybe be ahead at the half or, or down by two, and they wound up down six at the break and then weren't going to have Draymond Green for the second half. So that that just changed the complexion of everything. Uh, it it kind of had the feel like the Warriors were going to be able to get it together in the second half and, and, and get their offense rolling a little bit in the second half and, and make a run to maybe put that game away uh, in the second half or at least get ahead. But uh, with, without Draymond, the defense really just collapsed, and, and I think the offensively there just wasn't going to be enough ball movement or flow, especially given the way the Knicks, uh, one of the better defensive teams in the league, uh, were holding the Warriors down. 888-957-9570. I want to continue to react to uh, the Draymond Green ejection as well. We will also hear more from Steve Kerr uh, tonight following this ball game and James Wiseman as well. Uh, but I did want to read to you what Draymond Green said to Mark Spears of the undefeated. Uh, as Mark Spears was able to catch up with him, asked him about uh, how it felt getting ejected after receiving that, that second technical foul in the second quarter. Draymond to Mark Spears said, quote, 
I'm just a bit confused. Officials can meet and make a decision on any call throughout the game, but when it comes to a technical that was clearly the wrong call due to an official assuming I was talking to him when in fact I wasn't, that can't be overturned. Maybe it's time to take a look at that rule. I would love clarity on why that's the rule if in fact that's the rule. And yeah, that that's that's not something Now the officials could have all got together and and changed the call and and but I think in the moment uh there wasn't enough evidence uh, among the three of them, regardless of the Warriors' pleas and the Warriors arguing it, uh, I, I don't think there was enough evidence between the three of them to overturn the call. It would have to be overturned, though, by the three officials and, and their own visual evidence, not something that that at this point uh, could be reviewed, although in an empty arena, you'd be able to hear exactly uh, or at least go back and be able to look at exactly where uh, Draymond uh, was voicing his displeasure and it, it was very apparent in the moment we played the call with, with Tim Roy and, and Tom. Uh, as heard here on 95.7 The Game, Tom was all over it from the jump. Uh, the technical is issued, and Tom says, no, wait, he was yelling at Wiseman. Uh, Steve Kerr, he was clearly yelling at Wiseman. Uh, in case you missed it in the first segment, we'll, we'll go ahead and re-rack uh, Steve Kerr explaining the interaction uh, that occurred at halftime with Ben Taylor, the, the leader uh, of this crew tonight. Uh, yeah, at halftime, uh, uh, Ben Taylor came out and told me that uh, it was a mistake that uh, he didn't realize that uh, that uh, John Butler didn't realize that Draymond was yelling at his teammate. He thought he was yelling at him. And they were able, and the officials often do go in at halftime, and and they can look at any close plays uh, to basically review their own performance in game, and and so it's it's a lot like a team could go in at at halftime, and if they want to look at at some plays from the first half. Uh, basically watch the film, they have the ability to do that. So the officials, when they went in at halftime and reviewed it, uh, they they clearly realized that it was a mistake. And, and you give Ben Taylor some credit, I guess, for being able to go to Steve Kerr and, and, and kind of, you know, like a grown-up, say, hey, we blew the call. Uh, it doesn't change the fact that Draymond Green was still – uh, ejected from the game. It doesn't change the fact that that maybe, uh, although the Warriors were down as many as eleven in the first half, and and Draymond was a minus eight tonight. You know, you could make the case that that really uh, cost the Warriors an, an opportunity to to win the game uh, in the second half. But uh, again, that being said, Draymond Green also put himself in the position where he was on the brink. You know, one one bogus technical, and he gets run because he had already picked up. Uh, another technical, uh, so that that's the risk you run. But regardless of any of that, it was the wrong call. Ben Taylor admitted it was the wrong call, and it's unfortunate because had Draymond Green been out there, uh, maybe there would have been uh, maybe there would have been a, a different opportunity for a, a different outcome for the Warriors on this night. But uh, not meant to be. Knicks win it. 119 to 104. I did want to check uh, the pool report as well. Uh, members of the media can can request a pool report. So one of the reporters assigned uh, to cover uh, the one of the reporters assigned to cover that can get an opportunity to ask questions uh, of the officials. And uh, looking at the pool report, 
uh, from this one. Monty Poole was the pool reporter of NBC Sports Bay Area. Uh, he went in uh, and was able to ask uh, Ben Taylor about uh, what happened uh, with the Draymond Green ejection. And Monty asked, why was Draymond assessed a second technical foul? With 104 remaining in the second quarter, Taylor said Green received a second technical foul for profanity that was deemed to be directed at the official. Uh, question two from Monty. It appeared uh, Steve Kerr and several players were trying to tell you that Draymond was addressing a teammate. Uh, and James Wiseman, was that the explanation you heard? Taylor said, yes, it was. And then Monty went on to ask, did you consider rescinding the second technical after hearing their explanation and uh, another obvious answer. Uh, but just for the record, Taylor said, no, uh, we did not. And at that point, unfortunately, uh, not, not, not the uh, kind of a flawed system and that you can't go back and get it right, but uh, they can't in that moment go back and get it right. At that point, all they can do is admit uh, that they got it wrong, as Ben Taylor did uh, when he told Steve Kerr of the news. 888-957-9570. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Warriors now eight and seven on the season. Missed opportunity to push their record uh, to three games over five hundred, and also to win a third consecutive game uh, for the first time on the young season. And now the Warriors go back into this mode where the schedule gets a little bit tougher on Saturday in Salt Lake City. Uh, a game, of course, you can hear right here on ninety five seven. The game uh, tip off pushed back originally was going to be a two o'clock in the afternoon ball game now at six o'clock we'll have Warriors live for you at 4 30 here on Saturday on 95.7 the game but uh, Utah's playing as well as anybody they won tonight playing exceptional basketball uh, in the Western Conference right now and you know they're a team to be reckoned with so you missed the opportunity tonight to get to nine and six if you're the Warriors and now you're facing an 11 and four Utah team in Salt Lake City before you come back home, and then you got a couple of games against Minnesota. So you take your chances, and the Jazz have won seven in a row uh, now after a 4-4 four and four start, uh, eight of their last ten overall, but seven in a row with the win tonight as they beat the Pelicans in Salt Lake City tonight. Uh, so the Warriors are going to be up against it again, but hey, the Warriors have wins against the other top teams in the Western Conference in the early going of this season. They beat the Clippers, who are sitting right there, same record as the Jazz at 11-4. and they, they beat the Lakers, who are 12-4, and four. so it, it's not to say the Warriors can't compete. The Warriors have proven that they can compete with anybody, and I think the one thing that tonight goes to show you, uh, probably can't get over our skis with this Warriors team just yet. Uh, they're a talented team. I think they're a team that's figuring out their identity on a, on a night-in, night-out basis. And while tonight's a little bit of a step back, I, I think we all should should file it away and, and just understand that this team isn't really uh, – they aren't quite the finished product yet. And I think Steve Kerr addressed that with some of the issues regarding the defense and inconsistency and, and fouling and, and some of the discipline – uh, type things with respect to that that this team really uh, has to improve on. I, I want to get back to that as we continue to run through some of the sound here. Uh, and look, Steve Kerr was was put on the spot, and and again, this is as blunt and open and honest as I've heard uh, Steve Kerr in some time when he was asked about how his team can stop fouling. We're fouling. It's, it has nothing to do with the refs. It has to do with us. So. We practice defensive fundamentals every day, and it's it's obviously not enough. So I've got to think of some way 
to get across to these guys, you know, how we're going to defend. And maybe it just means if a guy reaches, he comes out, you know, and forget the rotation, you know, just take a few games where if you reach, you come out and we just have a uh, bunch of guys filing in and out of the game. And if they reach, they come out and then another guy goes in and next guy comes out when he reaches. And that's the only thing I can think of because we practice defense without fouling every day and it's, it's not happening. So We've got to somehow find a win. Wow. Uh, I mean, just some incredible comments there. I mean, and, and, and kind of jolting, to, to be honest. But, uh, you know, Steve Kerr, obviously, he, he's got uh, – when you look at his temperament and, and his coaching personality, he's got some Phil Jackson to him, but he's also got some Greg Popovich to him. And I think you saw a little bit of the, the Popovich side of Steve Kerr come out. And, and we know from watching Steve now going all the way back to 2014 as the head coach of the Warriors, Steve can run a little hot. Uh, you know, as, as nice and personable a, a guy as he is, uh, he, he has a temper. And, and there are things that, that will absolutely drive him crazy and frustrate him to no end. And I, I think it's interesting to see where this team goes from here after he puts them on blast the, the, the way that, that he did. Uh, because there, there is a psychology, I think, to that uh, in the time that he's picking to do it. He's picking it uh, you know, at a time where this team is 8-7. Is and seven. They, they probably are feeling pretty strong about where they're at overall. But it's also a, a warning shot, I, I think, uh, to to his squad to say, hey, look, we got to button it up or we're going to go in the other direction and go in the other direction fast. Hey, there's this opportunity to really be a darn good team, but it, it, we're at a crossroads. And if we continue to build and continue to get better and continue to be more disciplined on the defensive side of the ball and, and, and are able to correct some of the issues with, with fouling too much, we can be a pretty good basketball team. But at the same time, he's also saying it's fragile. And if we don't correct these things, uh, it's just going to be a 500 team or a team that, that maybe could see their season go off the rails. So I think that the timing of it, the psychology of it uh, is all fascinating uh, in, in, in just looking at why Steve Kerr would pick tonight uh, of all nights to make that point. And, and I think it's especially salient when uh, you look at the fact that all eyes are on Draymond. I mean, I've spent the better part of this hour talking about Draymond and Draymond's reaction and the ejection and it shouldn't have happened and could it have changed the game and maybe it's a different outcome. And what Steve Kerr is saying is, hey, none of that matters. Uh, this team's got to play better. This team's got to play more buttoned up. This team's got to be more disciplined. And if, and if they can't do it, uh, then none of the rest of it uh, is going to matter. Uh, final Kirk cut uh, again uh, as he goes in on his team following this loss to the Knicks, uh, talking about him being a mediocre, his team being a mediocre squad right now. It's frustrating. It's not surprising. We haven't proven anything, so we're not a good team. We're we're eight and seven. We're an, we're a mediocre team with with the potential to be a good team. And so, you know, good teams learn how to win with execution and defense and rebounding. And, you know, on nights when the ball's not going in the hoop, you find another way to win. So we're not that team yet. So that's the plan is to become that team. And, uh, man, I mean, it just, uh, again, I think trying a little bit of the tough love for, for this team. I mean, I, I would be thinking they're in a pretty good spot right now. I think they've been better than mediocre when you look at, at some of the quality wins that they have. 
but this is a this is a moment where where Steve Kerr is is really trying to to be the driving force. And look, you got to know when to be nice to your team, and you got to know when to light them up and air them out. And and Steve Kerr thinking that tonight uh, was the was the right time to to air them out. No doubt, that's going to be something that that will be talked about. Uh, over the course of the next couple of days here as this team gets ready to head to Salt Lake City and, and take on the Utah Jazz on Saturday night. Warriors wrap up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson here. A couple of more minutes with you. Uh, we could sneak in another phone call or, or two at 888-957-9570 if you want to react to what Steve Kerr had to say uh, following this one. Uh, let's also go ahead and hear uh, from Andrew Wiggins. Uh, as you would expect, uh, Steve Kerr... Uh, so outspoken in the media regarding his team's play. Uh, Andrew Wiggins told uh, reporters after the ball game, uh, sounds like Steve Kerr got on them as well. We all know that was the reason that the Fallon put, put us in a tough spot. It's fixable. You know, we just got to play with more focus, you know, more discipline. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, more discipline, more focus, and, and Wiggins uh, saying that Steve Kerr made sure to address it. Uh, Coach Kerr took a little bit longer than usual to come out for the, the post-game Zoom session, uh, and you'd have to think that that was a, a key talking point for him uh, with respect to tonight's game. Knicks beat the Warriors 119-104, to so Golden State still 8-7 and through the first 15 games of the season. Again, mentioned it, it's uh, Utah Saturday, then a couple of games against the Timberwolves inside Chase Center Monday and Wednesday of next week. Uh, let, let's keep it moving and, and, and hear from James Wiseman. Uh, he uh, sprayed uh, around on a number of different topics here. Uh, let's hear from James Wiseman first uh, on the Draymond technical. I was trying to get a post up, but he threw it too early. And just one of those moments where, like, he was, like, catch the ball or something like that. But, um, yeah, that's all really – I don't understand that situation and, like, why the ref did that. But, I mean, I guess that's basketball. But I don't really know. I was confused myself as well. So, I mean, it's not a big deal at all. Yeah, and, and Draymond, again, come on, man, come on, man, bleep that, bleep that. I think he wanted uh, – it was a bad pass, but I think he was he was looking for Wiseman to, to, to be more active in, in going to, to get that pass uh, and, and fight uh, for the basketball and be in a position where, where Draymond could make that pass. Uh, Wiseman also uh, – he also touched on the communication overall with Draymond. I kind of messed up on the play, and we was kind of uh, like out of sync, me and Draymond was, and, you know, just how mistakes happen. And then, I don't, like, I don't know why the ref did that, though. Like, he thought that he was probably talking to, like, one of the other teammates, but he was talking to me. But, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm confused myself. Yeah, that was kind of <laughs> weird. That was a weird moment. Yeah, and, and and there's Wiseman admitting the, the confusion on the play. Maybe some of it was his fault, which led to Draymond's frustration. And then you, you tie it all together. Clearly, the officials uh, admitted they thought that the profanity and, and, and the yelling uh, from Draymond Green being a little too hot-tempered with his own teammate was directed at them. Boom, hit you with the technical. You already got one technical. Uh, so Draymond has to hit the showers, and the Warriors wound up uh, with a rough second half against the Knicks. Uh, Golden State scoring uh, 47 points in the second half as they were outscored 56 to 47. Uh, you add the little 8-2 run at the end of the first half, uh, and that winds up being the difference in this ballgame after the Warriors 
had tied it up uh, at 55 late in the half. Final cut here before we get out uh, on this Thursday night. Uh, let's go ahead and hear James Wiseman talking about that vibe uh, in the second half, playing without uh, their emotional leader in Draymond Green. It really, it was great. Just the encouragement that he gave to us, like even though it was BS, uh, he still gave us some encouragement. He gave us some motivation to just keep going to uh, make sure we win this game, carry this game out. And uh, just like he just gave us some encouragement. I, I mean, Draymond is one of the, one of the main components of our team, and he's a great leader. So, um, like with him not being out there, it was kind of um, detrimental. But uh, we figured out how to just pull it together and just give our full effort. And obviously, we didn't come out with the win, but we just uh, – I feel that we have a lot to work on. But, I mean, that's going to be an easy fix because everybody is dedicated to getting better. So, Yeah, in a rough second half. And, and look, I think the, the effort was there. But as Steve Kerr had said so many different times, the discipline, uh, especially on the, the defensive end with respect to fouling, uh, not – uh, there on this one. Another rough night for Kelly Oubre, uh, who appeared to maybe be turning the corner. Just seven points for Oubre, two of 11, 0 for 4 from 3. Uh, more in line with some of the games that, that he struggled uh, in the early going of the season. The Warriors bench, Eric Paschal, helped keep the Warriors in it uh, in the first half and get it close. Uh, but uh, with the rotation off in the second half, Nico Mannion got some action. Steve Kerr looking to get uh, a little bit of ball movement going with Nico Mannion uh, after Pascal started the half, and then Mannion came in to, to maybe take Curry off the ball a little bit, try and lead to some ball movement. Mannion had a couple of assists uh, in the first uh, couple of minutes he was out there, but uh, obviously – uh, he struggles with his shot. He was 0 for 2, and things change on the defensive side uh, with the Knicks really looking to attack with uh, Nico Mannion uh, on the floor there. But Mannion actually got some some minutes uh, in uh, uh, some legit minutes tonight in in real time in, in when the game was in question, uh, and that was the first time for him uh, in his young career as far as minutes that weren't uh, mop-up duty uh, minutes. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow uh, on the final word, 6 o'clock start uh, with Ryan Covey, and we will be back as well on Saturday uh, with Warriors Live. 4 o'clock, the start for that one, as the Warriors and Jazz to go at it from Salt Lake City. Uh, 6 o'clock tip-off, uh, the game time changing again. Uh, if you have a schedule that says that game's at 2, it's actually now at 6 o'clock uh, with the NBA announcing some scheduling changes over the course of the last couple of days. All right, uh, thanks to Sterling Bennett. Thanks to Ryan Mauser. Uh, I'm John Dickinson. Fox Sports Radio is coming up next. Knicks beat the Warriors 119-104, to and you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Good night. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 